Hello, hello. Welcome in. Thank you for joining us here at Step Up. Uh, I got my man Ryan with me. How you doing, Ryan? Doing great. What's good, everybody? Gonna have a great show today. Yeah, yeah. Definitely lots to talk about off that hectic Sunday we saw yesterday. Definitely some wins and some losses between both teams that we've seen all day on Sunday. Um, but first, let's get into that incredible baseball game that we watched last night that was definitely a little more entertaining than the Steelers and Chargers game. Um, we have Carrera hitting a walk-off in the bottom of the 11th. Uh, the Astros go on to win 3-2, and it's a 1-1 to lead going into New York. Um, how did what, what did you see out of that game last night, Ryan? It was the game that we needed to see from the Astros. A huge statement comeback win against the Yankees after the blowout, obviously, in game one. Um, this is the momentum that they needed, especially with Verlander on the mound last night. He looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, um, he did. Going into Yankee Stadium, this gives them the momentum boost that I think they needed after the shocking, you know, game one loss to the Yankees. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, I, that walk-off was incredible. I can't believe I got that game right down to the wires. So proud of myself. But, Congratulations. Uh, but um, definitely. And Carrera not even hitting the walk-off. He had a great play in the top of the six where a ball got away from Jose Altuve, and he throws out the runner heading from home plate. Um, mm-hmm. Great heads-up play. It was just a good all-around great base, uh, playoff baseball game. But um, – who do you got? So that game continues on tomorrow. Um, going into New York, um, who do you think will take over in New York, and how important is it for the Astros to go out and win Game Three? It's huge for the Astros to actually lock down this third game in New York. Um, I think they do have the means to do so. However, this is a Yankees team that is going to be on their toes after just the amount of sure defense that the Astros were able to provide in game two. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they almost took it as a culture shot kind of. So, I mean, I think a couple things are going to be redone by the Yankees to make it a close game again. However, I am actually going to take the Astros in game three. Um, I'm probably going to go with a, almost a two to one victory. Actually. I think this is going to be a pretty close game. Uh, Good. Another good defensive battle. Um, but I, I think the Astros are actually going to wind up winning this series four to one. Yeah, and I, I could I can definitely see it too. Um, I like I definitely think it'll be a close score. I think we have to see uh, the bats in this game. But you just have two great defenses between the Astros and the Yankees. Um, you can definitely watch that game tomorrow night at four. Uh, Garrett Cole will be pitching for the Astros, and Luis Severino will be pitching for the Yankees. And on to tonight's game, we have the Cardinals against the Nationals. We have both aces on the mound with Steven Strasburg and Jack Flaherty. Uh, Nationals are up 2-0. They're back in Washington now. Um, do you think Nationals take this game three pretty easily with Steven Strasburg on the mound? That was the first point I was going to bring up, too. With Strasburg on the mound, it wouldn't surprise me if they had another five-plus no-hitter game against the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, being in St. Louis, if I'm not – no, 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 sorry. This one actually is in Washington. I'm going to resend that last statement. The Nationals are going to take this game. I think they sweep the Cardinals. I'm going with a 5-1 to one victory tonight. Yeah, and I'm actually going to – I'm going to increase it to – I'm going to – I think they'll shut out tonight. I think it will be 5-0. to zero. 
I think Strasburg has a huge game. The Cardinals, to me, in their front office, they seem to be more worried about distractions going around the field. A lot of reports are coming out from the previous Braves. Um, and then with celebrations, with people celebrating home runs, um, they're, they're starting to have complaints about that to the MLB. And then the whole baseballs, uh, they think the baseballs are switched from postseason to regular season. The science isn't adding up. It's just a lot of noise to like, oh, this is why we're losing. And, you know, I'm just not a big fan of it. Just go and win a baseball game. This is what you should be worried about. You shouldn't be worried about everything else. So I couldn't have said that better myself. So definitely a lot to watch tonight. I definitely think the Nationals have this series wrapped up. And the Nationals have honestly impressed me. I think the Astros and the Yankees are still – that's the World Series to me. But the Nationals have – they've looked great coming in the series. I mean, they were a little shaky against the Dodgers, but they're really handling business right now. And I think it's shaping up for a, gr- a great World Series against whoever they play. Absolutely. Um, I'm still taking the Astros as my World Series favorites. Yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely have the Astros too. I, they're just a star-studded team. Um, I definitely just think the Nationals – I think the Nationals could get max one game, but I think they just make the games close. I don't think they're going to be complete blowouts. But um, we definitely definitely have those series uh, wrapping up this week. Uh, again, definitely tune in to that Nationals-Cardinals game tonight. Uh, getting into NFL from yesterday, I definitely want to start off with – Probably one of the most important games from yesterday, the 49ers playing in L.A. against the Rams. Um, is this is, – has Sean McVay been exposed by other NFL coaches since the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can say, you know, they have a great defensive coordinator in Wade Phillips still. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this is so much of a Super Bowl hangover yeah. Or if New England was able to expose them that well in the Super Bowl to show who they really are, that teams just took notice and went full storm with it and are just playing super good football against this team that was incredibly explosive last year. Yeah. Um, I'm super glad lock of the week was my Niners, even though they're not my favorite team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> picking them to actually beat the Rams in L.A. Um, I definitely – really, really believe Rams are pretenders and the 49ers are serious contenders. Yeah, and, and I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, this to me, this defense that the 49ers have, they're just, they're just unreal. I just – I think just the front line getting to the quarterback. Jared Goff had 78 yards yesterday. So I think Sean McVay at this point in my eyes is panicking. I think he's starting to ask Jared Goff to do things that Jared Goff isn't capable of because he's a system quarterback. So I think Sean McVay is kind of hitting the panic button a little bit. So, but definitely, definitely think the 49ers have it figured out. I don't think Sean McVay should be really uh, getting overly stressed about this. I think the thing that he should be getting more so stressed about is the fact of, I think they overpaid for Jared Goff. Yeah. And, yeah, and I definitely, I and I, I do definitely agree with that. But uh, the the answer just, I think it needs to be figured out in L.A. You haven't, yeah, the last good win you had was coming against the Saints with twenty seven to nine. But we had Drew Brees going down in that game, so you can't really say if it's a quality win or not. Uh, just with Teddy Bridgewater back there and Sean Payton not having a game plan against that. 
I will say what that Saints-Rams game reminded me of this year was the Eagles-Rams game a few years back where the Eagles were in control the entire time with Carson Wentz under center. Nick Foles comes in, the game gets close. I think same situation here, and I don't mean to talk up the Saints by any means, but I think that game would be a lot closer if Drew Brees was in there. Yeah, and I definitely think that game's closer too. Um, do you think so? The 49ers, they go on to play Washington next week. Um, talking about the uh, lack of competition on their schedule. Are they in the driver's seat, though, in the NFC right now? So I wouldn't almost say they're in the driver's seat just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to see just a little bit more from them. Uh, however, uh, as I said, it was a dominating win by San Fran. I probably want to see them win their next four games without dropping a single one, staying undefeated before I can consider them being in the driver's seat because also a dangerous contender who is probably the only other contender in the NFC West is the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. They have looked absolutely stunning this year. Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind. Yeah. And, and definitely uh, Seattle is definitely playing this year. Um, We'll definitely get into how they looked against Cleveland. But uh, the Rams, their next game, they play at Atlanta next week, who is a hot mess, which we come into that game. Um, the Falcons losing on the road against the Cardinals, 34-33. to Cardinals had now have a two-game win streak. Dan Quinn is on, is officially, should be off the hot seat out of Atlanta, but he is still there. Um, the Falcons' defense Looked a mess, giving up 34 points. They couldn't get pressure on Kyler Murray, who Kyler Murray has looked fantastic. Um, what do – is this more of the Cardinals turning things around or the lackluster team the Atlanta Falcons are? I see it being a little bit of both, actually, because the Cardinals have played tough football season long. They've made a lot of games really close. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've played a lot of good teams so far this year. And yeah. I think especially tying that week one game against the Lions was almost a huge statement with Kyler Murray actually being the starter in that situation. Um, So definitely a little bit of both. I agree. Dan Quinn has to go. Sorry, Atlanta. Got to go. There's just no need for him anymore. You guys should probably try to get Kyle Shanahan back. That would be fantastic. Um, And then a point that I brought up on a Sunday Matt Ryan has great numbers this season, but they it's only because they are playing from behind. And you cannot yeah. play from behind in every single football game this season, and that's why you're 1-5 in five for the first time since 2007. Yeah. And, um, I, and to add on to Dan Quinn, so if you fire Dan Quinn, do you just – do you promote someone within – um, for the rest of the season, or for the rest of the season, are you trying to find someone and turn this team around and try to make a playoff rush in the NFC? I think you go window shopping. I think you do do a little fill-in replacement, kind of like how the Browns did last year with Freddie Kitchens. But make the smart move and actually grab a head coach in the offseason and don't keep Freddie Kitchens, if you catch my drift. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I definitely think that's correct. Um, definitely think there are still a lot of great coaches out there. Um, I would honestly love with this team if you are if, 
if there's a way that you can call Mike McCarthy up and get Mike McCarthy in there to kind of shape up the defense, he can control Matt Ryan, get the offense flowing. I think he can kind of fit in for the rest of the season and hopefully make a case to start being the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Because Matt Ryan, to me, he's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's a system quarterback. This way, your problem was in Green Bay that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't listen to you. You won't have that problem here. What, what do you think about hope about maybe Mike McCarthy or any other former head coach starting to become a, in the Atlanta situation? I actually really like Mike McCarthy going into Atlanta. I think that brings a whole new aspect to that football team. I think it brings them new life. And honestly, I think it will actually polish off the end of Matt Ryan's career. Yeah, and I can definitely see it too. I think he can turn Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is already um, – People call him uh, here in Atlanta the greatest Falcon that's ever lived. Um, if Michael Vick never got arrested, it would definitely be him in my eyes or even Julio Jones. But we definitely, to me, learned a lot in this game. I think Kyler Murray is definitely making a case now for Rookie of the Year. Uh, the Cardinals go 3-3-1, three, three and one, um, but they are coming up to the toughest part of their schedule after starting after next week. Uh, they play next week in New York against the Giants. And Saquon is looking to make an early comeback next week. Should, uh, should Saquon be coming back next week, or should he stay more sidelined? If he's healthy, let him play, because he needs to build that chemistry with Daniel Jones and the other young assets around him. Yeah. Um, so if that were the case, this would honestly low-key be a fantastic matchup on Sunday. Yeah, if, de- if definitely. Saquon Barkley plays with the Giants. You have two rookie gunners, Kyler Murray and Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Yep. And then you're going to have two amazing running backs in Saquon Barkley versus David Johnson. The only thing is, is they may not have Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram, and you still have Larry Fitzgerald on the other side, so I would probably still take the Cardinals in this game. But I yeah. think those two key assets for both teams, being a quarterback and running back, need to be the showcase. And I actually really like that matchup, so I hope Saquon plays. Yeah, I definitely, definitely hope he does. Definitely hope he stays healthy. Um, Saquon could definitely make an argument against Christian McCaffrey for best running back right now in the NFL. Easily. Um, so now let's go into Denver. Denver Broncos hosted the Tennessee Titans yesterday. Shut out the Tennessee Titans, uh, winning 16 to nothing. Um, are things starting to turn around in Denver, or is it more of the Titans' offense continuing uh, against teams? Well, I, I would like to say things are starting to pick up in Denver, but especially with their win last week against the Chargers, but we kind of saw you know what the Chargers are really made of this year. Um, this is definitely the Tennessee Titans not being what we think they are. Um, they've had a couple good statement wins this season. I know we talked about them on Sunday about potentially making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But this team showed to me yesterday that they are just a bunch of contender, or pre- pretenders. Excuse me. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely agree with you. To me, it just seems more of uh, Marcus Mariota. To me, he, he just hasn't progressed as a great quarterback yet in the NFL from when he got drafted. Um, he just seems uh, unsure. I mean, he did throw his first interception yesterday, but Ryan Tannehill did come into the game and played some Marcus Mariota. And Ryan Tannehill was actually – he actually had things rolling with the Dolphins before he got injured and was out all season last year. 
But um, is this is it time to give up on Marcus Mariota in Tennessee? I think coming into this next year's draft, you definitely start looking at quarterbacks if you're not already. Because long term, it's not going to be Ryan Tannehill or Marcus Mariota. They're just not the options here. Um, I don't know necessarily who they were going to, you know, potentially shoot for because they can still win football games with Marcus Mariota. But mm-hmm. there's just we've and we've seen time and time again he can they just don't perform well throughout the entire season. Yeah, and it, to me, it just seems they're they're starting to salvage what is becoming the, uh, the elite defense in the NFL that the Titans are starting to have. It just seems that it's wasted at this point if they don't get things rolling on offense. Um, it's just uh, – and it sucks because I'm cheering for the Titans. I like Mike, Mike Frabel as a head coach. I actually like Marcus Mariota as a quarterback. Um, it's just you, you got to start progressing. You got to start uh, – you, you know, it seems like – to me, so far this year in the NFL, as a college quarterback coming into the NFL, Lamar Jackson, in my eyes, has progressed the most out of any quarterback. Um, definitely with his throwing game and what he's been doing. I just want to see Marcus Mariota starting to take those steps up there. But you do have – Actually, you know, foresee that happening, unfortunately. I, I yeah. think he's just kind of like your mid-par quarterback, like a Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we'll definitely get into that London talk from what we saw in that game. Uh, Denver playing against Kansas City. Uh, that is the night game next Sunday uh, or Monday. And then we have the Titans at L.A. or Titans hosting L.A. next week and the mess that the Chargers are uh, getting into. Getting into, I know you probably want to skip this part, but get into the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles game. Uh, The Vikings, they beat a good team with a good defense, but uh, that that passing defense that the Eagles have, is it time that the Eagles need to go out and start shopping cornerbacks in order to secure this defense up more? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the only thing I can say, because at this point, when Jalen Mills returns, I seriously don't believe that's going to really help us. Um, yeah. I still think we are pleading for help in that secondary. Uh, and it's now or never to go get Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, and, and I, I definitely agree with you. Um, is People are saying now that the Jaguars are looking for not one, but two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey. Is that worth it? I actually I believe so because I, I believe Jalen Ramsey is a top two cornerback in the NFL, um, if yeah. not the best cornerback in the NFL. He does have it all. Um, fantastic cover corner. That's realistically what the Eagles are needing. Um, we've got the man in the slot, which is Jalen Mills, but he can't cover the entire football field. And mm-hmm. I just know I can see from the look on his face and how he talks to the sideline. Malcolm Jenkins wants help. Yeah, there's only so much he can do, and he is a fantastic safety. Yeah, and definitely, definitely top safety in the league. And I think not even, um, I think Jalen Ramsey even wants to play alongside Malcolm Jenkins. He can definitely learn a lot from the pro, from the uh, all pro safety Malcolm Jenkins is. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey, the thing that would be the thing I love most about Jalen is he wants to win. He's not worried about money. He wants to win. He wants to be on a winning team and a winning atmosphere that they just definitely don't have in Jacksonville. 
Um, getting into the more of the Vikings offense, is Kirk Cousins a pretender right now, or have we seen change and seen him step up? I think he's still a pretender because as much as it pains me to say it too, Case Keenum was able to throw against our defense. Mm. Matt Ryan was able to throw against our defense. Matt Stafford was able to throw against our defense. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers was able to throw against the defense. Yeah. Kirk Cousins was able to throw against our defense. (laughs) So it's a common trend. It pains me to say it. Uh, It just goes back to the secondary thing. Uh, Season long, though, I just do not believe Kirk Cousins, not season long, but future-wise, I don't believe Kirk Cousins is the option. Uh They have all the necessary assets that they need, but I have seen time and time again Kirk Cousins just does not necessarily perform well in some of the bigger and needed situations. Yeah, and I and I, I definitely I understand what you're saying, but I also think um I think we saw a little bit of Kirk Cousins potential. I think he can potentially become a quarterback. I mean you have guys like Joe Flacco and Eli Manning who won a Super Bowl. And I think he could even if he could just make the throws that he made yesterday, because it's not like the Eagles didn't the Eagles got pressure on him. I mean, the great front seven that the Eagles had, they got to Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins' mobility outside the pocket yesterday, making throws down the field, we haven't seen this all year. And uh, it, it was good to see him do it yesterday. I think it, I think what I saw more of is potential, and but it just seems to me Kirk Cousins, when he has potential, it decreases to what he actually is. Um, but this offense can roll, and they to me they can be a Super Bowl contender. It's just the Kirk Cousins, he can't be the pretender anymore that – I agree with you that he still is. And that, that is a good point, too, about uh, the Eagles putting pressure on him. It was more so of that front seven that was applying the pressure. Malcolm Jenkins probably had a nice word with the secondary um, at halftime, but it wasn't enough for them to actually stay on the gas and keep a consistent you know, basis in terms of actually getting to Kirk Cousins, making these stops. It, it's something that needs to make another Super Bowl run. Yeah. Is um last question before we move on from the Eagle game is should Carson Wentz leadership be in question for this team? I don't think so because he makes almost every single throw that leaves his hand. Um, mm-hmm. And he's gotten so good at extending the play without using his legs for extra yardage. He's really building himself up for a long tenure with this team, which is why he signed the extension. He's yeah. changed as a quarterback while still being able to escape from the pocket and is still being able to make these downfield throws, cross-body throws, without actually uh, taking all of these unnecessary hits. He's taking the, a next step, in my opinion. Uh, definitely. And I, I think it was good yesterday um, seeing him outside the pocket. He did make two first-down runs that were much needed. But he's not putting himself in harm's way, and I think that's the best thing Carson Wentz needs to do. Uh, the Eagles will be playing at Joey World this week against Dallas, while the Vikings are playing at Detroit coming off the Packers game next week. And I will uh, note that Doug Peterson came out and said, we will win in Dallas. Which, uh, which I definitely, definitely think they will. Uh, we were definitely going to talk about Dallas here in a couple of minutes. Um, but before we move on to that Dallas game, 
Uh, we had Saints at Jacksonville today. Um, Drew Brees, you know, his absence has led to the inspiration of uh, the Saints defense and how Marshawn Lattimore has stepped up, making this case for def- defensive player of the year in the NFC. Um, every throw Gardner Minshew made in Marshawn Lattimore, one of them ended up in an interception and only two were completed. Uh, Gardner Minshew finally did look like a rookie quarterback um, for the first time this season. Uh, Leonard Fournette also did not have a good game yesterday. He was finally slowed down after the two great weeks that he has definitely put up. Uh, Is this more of the lackluster Saints offense or is this more of the Saints defense stepping up and taking the reins of this team until Drew Brees comes back? And that's exactly the way that I see it. Um, Because, I mean, by any means, this Jaguars offense is decent. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was another game where it just reminded me of the Dallas game, where your defense plays the entire game for you. Um, Obviously, you know, you still need to move the football on both sides of the ball. Alvin Kamara was limited, even though he did play. Um, But it's 110% a situation where your defense is making a statement, um, playing against that team on the road, and just balling out until Drew Brees gets back. Yeah. When um so when Drew Brees gets back, the last time we saw this offense and um I would probably say in a competitive game was against the Rams and the offense wasn't rolling in that game. Um is this offense being I guess overhyped a little bit to when Drew Brees comes back or do you think they'll be just fine when Drew Brees comes back and they'll roll in and see uh seal up that NFC South? I really don't see anyone other than the Panthers competing for the NFC South. I actually, I mean, Drew Brees is going to be back for those games, so I foresee them winning them. Uh, so the NFC South, and it's just a clear playoff shot for the Saints, especially when Drew Brees does come back. Uh, but I need to see from Drew Brees that A, he's healthy enough, and B, even though he took this time off, if he still has what it takes in the gas tank, to propel this team in a long postseason run. Mm-hmm. And now, um, and I, I definitely agree with you there. Now, uh, Drew Brees, his expectancy has been backed up to about three to four weeks now. They're targeting around the time they do play the Panthers for the first time that week before Thanksgiving. So he'll, he'll be out for the Bears, Cardinals, and the Falcons. The next three games for sure is what they said yesterday. Um, definitely talk about that Bears game next week. But is that is this an issue? Do you think it's good that Drew – you think it's good Drew Brees is taking, taking his time coming back since this team is winning football games? Absolutely. Um, it's the smartest thing that he can do, and it goes against what I had said in my previous statement with him having tank left in the gas. Uh, I think he knows he needs that extra time off, not only to A, get healthy, but B, ensure that he will have what it takes to get them through the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. if that is the case, and they make it there. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely see that. Um, if they wrap up the league, they could be um, – unless the 49ers do end up losing, um, it seems like one of these teams between the Saints, Packers – and the 49ers right now will definitely – you'll definitely have to play in one of these stadiums to make your way to the Super Bowl. Um, 
So how about them Jets yesterday? Um, My upset pick of the week. Yep, beating beating the Cowboys twenty four to twenty two. I mean, what a difference a quarterback makes. Am I right? Sam Darnold looked phenomenal yesterday, except for that interception that he had. But I mean, this is a team that. Where would this team be if Sam Darnold didn't get mono? I think they have a positive record if Sam Darnold had been healthy throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think this team plays a huge amount differently with Sam Darnold on the football field. You can tell Le'Veon Bell, actually, if I'm not mistaken, got his first rushing touchdown of the season because of Sam Darnold. The, the, and- the first rushing touchdown by a Jets running back. But go ahead. But another big statement was the Jets' defense stepping up. They played really well. I thought Zeke was going to have a big game. And it wasn't anywhere near as spectacular as I thought it was going to be, even though I still had the Jets on top. One, like, significant moment. Dallas in the red zone goes for it. Fourth and two. Does not get it. Next play, 93-yard touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson from Sam Darnold. I think that is what the potential the Jets have again that we've seen in the past with Sam Darnold back in the lineup. And another point, I'm not sure uh, what the exact stats for Dak Prescott were last night, but even going into that game in his career, he has 22 touchdowns at home and 11 touchdowns on the road. Yeah, and it – to me, um, th- th- I definitely agree with you about the Jets' defense. Jamal Adams definitely was the most electrifying player on that field last night. Um, he That last sack that he had blew up Dak Prescott right in front of his face, who didn't complete the two-point conversion. Um, getting into more of the Cowboys, this is definitely more of the story. Um, what, what What's the deal here in Dallas? You see Jerry Jones come out this morning saying it's not Jason Garrett's fault. Is, is it at a point where he's just now making excuses for this team to where it's bad ownership? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> I definitely believe it is bad ownership in this situation. Um, you need to learn to move on from Jason Garrett. And that's just something I don't believe Jerry Jones wants to do. Because um, I know those two are practically like best friends, but I just really don't foresee that needing to be the situation here that he just got to go, Jason Garrett, you have to go. Um, And it's also showing us too, that Dallas really is not all that. And neither is Dak Prescott. Yep. And I, I I definitely agree with you on this defense is definitely getting rolled on uh, for the last three weeks that they've played. Uh, Dak Prescott has not looked good whatsoever. Again, Amari Cooper does go out early yesterday. Uh, I don't think it would have made that much of a difference just because of how good Jamal Adams was playing yesterday. Um, but to me, it, the, the, to me, the problem, it, it, start, it, it definitely is the quarterback. I, I just – Dak Prescott, it, it's just – it's not the quarterback. It's the team. The team doesn't look motivated. It, they look like they don't have a game plan. It's more like – it's more like street football when they cut like backyard football when they come out and play. There's the offense, it's predictable. The defense is it's just it's not good. They're not covering. They're not getting to the quarterback. Uh Demarcus Lawrence still has not been found this year. Uh it's just everything. I mean, there's no game plan for this team. So to me, the answer is Jason Garrett has to go. I think you even with Jerry, I don't even think 
you rush finding a new head coach, I mean, maybe you pass over, maybe you pass over the reins to a young Kellen Moore, uh, who you know maybe he's not getting the whole control of the offense from Jason Garrett, or I mean, who knows what the problem is, but it's it's time for a change now, especially with this Eagles game next week, a game that this team most likely is not going to win because again, they I don't think they're going to have a game plan ready. Um, they're not playing the way that we saw this team play when they went when they lost two games to the Giants and they lost in that first round playoff to the Packers. So I, I definitely think it's time for Jason Garrett to go. Um, Jerry Jones, it's time to move on. He can still be, you know, your whiskey buddy, whatever y'all are. But it's not at this point. It's just it just seems more of a problem for the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. Um, Dallas will be uh, playing Sunday night against the – they will be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles at 820. Uh, the Jets will be playing Monday night against the New England Patriots. These two games we will definitely be talking about a lot next week with Sam Darnold being back in this offense and the no change to the Cowboys. Um, so moving on, let's go ahead and go down to uh, the Baltimore Ravens against the Cincinnati Bengals. Lamar Jackson, the first player in the Super Bowl era to produce more than 200 yards passing and 150 yards rushing in a regular season game. Um, how electrifying is this man watching? Is it to watch this man? It's insane watching Lamar Jackson play. It really is. Uh, a lot of people call him the next Michael Vick. Well, stop. He's his own Lamar Jackson. Um mm. He really has everything that it takes to actually propel this Baltimore Ravens team and be a consistent, you know, starting elite quarterback in this league. And I think he is on his way to becoming an elite quarterback. Um, he actually, like, helps Mark Ingram's case in this situation with his running ability. Um, and just the fact that he is not the running back that everybody – was thinking he is and just can just sling the football consistently yeah. over and over again. Yes, it was against the Bengals, but we've seen him do it against a lot of tough defenses this year, and he keeps doing it. I don't understand yeah. why the situation is still kind of how it is, even though it's starting to shift a little more into the, all right, we're actually believers in Lamar Jackson, but there's still a lot of talk that a lot of people don't, you know, really foresee him being a long-term case for the Ravens. Yeah, and uh, to me, the long term is just it, – it's a matter of fact if, if he stays healthy. Lamar Jackson, he is not the biggest quarterback. He is smaller than Michael Vick was when he was a quarterback. So it, it is – I think with these rules now, though, he can definitely be a long-term quarterback because the quarterback is so protected in the league. Uh, moving on to the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, for the third consecutive week, they didn't score a touchdown in the first three quarters. You got Coach Zach Taylor um, and then his interview after saying he, he understands we're not scoring touchdowns. The efficiency is terrible. Um, again, three weeks in, you can't score in the red zone. They don't really have a solution. Um, I, think, I think it's safe to say this Bengals team is done for the year. I agree. Just keep losing the game, Cincinnati. Just keep it up. And I, I really don't say that with any haste. I really mean it. Just actually plan for next season right now. Um, and that's really the only advice that I can give you. 
Yeah, and there's there's not really there's not really anything that we could tell the Bengals that they already don't know. So let's go ahead and staying in that division with the Bengals and the Ravens. Let's move on to this Browns game against the Seahawks. Uh, the Browns once again um, self destructed, shooting themselves in their own foot. Um, four turnovers, a turnover on downs, nine penalties, and having a punt blocked. Um, what can we say about this Browns team? Is this this week? Was it more Baker, or to me, it seemed more of the receivers dropping the ball and Baker actually showing up to play today? I mean, he did get hurt on the hit, but coming out of the locker room, I mean, Baker actually looked like the quarterback that we saw last year. I totally agree. Um, I actually I do believe it kind of goes with, you know, on both ends. Um, however, I have to give Baker a lot of credit for still coming back out after taking that hit. Um, but it really does rely on the receivers and that ugly, ugly interception that happened in the fourth quarter where Hilliard just dropped it. I mean, what are you doing, Hilliard? Yeah, that was a beautiful throw by Baker. It's supposed to be a back shoulder perfect placement and it bounced right off the gloves but sorry uh keep uh, continuing <laughs> no you're good um but there's times where you need to not go to somebody like hilliard and look for your star receivers and obj and jarvis Landry, where they have the means and the hands to make those catches in that situation and not rely on somebody like Hilliard to try to pull that in, who's not necessarily as familiar and experienced as these other two are. Um, so I think it's on both fronts there. I think Baker is kind of looking in the wrong spot, but some of these younger guys just are not stepping up as well. Yeah. And and they're going into a bye week this week. Out of the bye week, they will be playing. They will be hosting the New England Patriots. Uh, you definitely got to figure out in this bye week. I want to see Freddie Kitchens. Baker Mayfield's a short quarterback. I want to see Freddie Kitchens not so much run slants anymore. I mean, you see it with Drew Brees and the Saints, another short quarterback. They don't run a lot of slants. It's more of outside or mesh running. Um, it, it just more plays like that. And it doesn't see Freddie has figured it out that how high Baker Mayfield has to throw it to get over these huge defensive linemen. So um, Freddie Kitchens definitely needs to shake up the offense a little bit. Um, I wonder if they are still going to try and listen to offers for Odell Beckham. I don't I think they – He does want out. Yeah, and I've heard he wants out too. But to me, I don't think – I don't think you shop him yet. I think you try and change the offense first. I think you try – make electrifying and play for this back half of the season because after the Patriots, the round schedule does get a little soft. So if they can make this bounce back coming out of the bye week, I mean, we could be seeing a potential playoff team. Uh, getting oh, into absolutely. more. Yeah. Yeah. Get, getting into more of the Seahawks win. Uh, Will Disley's uh, huge loss tearing his Achilles. Um Huge loss in that game, but Russell Wilson continuing to play like an MVP. They're five and one for the third time in franchise history. Last time they were five and one was when they won the Super Bowl in the 2013 season. Uh, we saw one of the cool things I saw yesterday is that t- that touchdown drive coming out of the second half. Russell Wilson's headset or his helmet set was not working the way he could hear his coaches. And he calls the whole offensive drive to march down the field for a touchdown. I mean, that's just – I don't – to me, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can do that. 
to me, that's more that to me, the only quarterback that can do it consistently was Peyton Manning. And now we see it from Russell Wilson. Is Russell Wilson starting to shape up to be the best quarterback in the NFL? I believe there should be talk about him being the best quarterback in the NFL just with everything that he's done this year. And even since he's entered the league, um, he's always been that lights-out quarterback. And I think he's at the point in his career to where a lot of doubters were even saying, too, do, do they actually have the team to, you know, be good this year? And as long as they have Russell Wilson, you're in good hands, Seattle. Yeah, and they, they, they definitely are. Um, again, that defense, one of the best defenses in the league. Good win by Seattle. Uh, two teams in that league could definitely make the playoffs between the 49ers and the Seahawks. Uh, going into the two losers of the week, but one is now a winner. Um, the Redskins overlapping the Dolphins, 17-16. to 16. Um, Is Miami the worst NFL team we've ever seen? They're pretty close to it, to that 0-16 Lions team and that 0-16 Browns team. Um, I really don't know if I see them actually winning a football game this year. I think this was the one that they could have won, and they just didn't. Um, I understand the going for two and just trying to win it on a limb with, you know, the situation that you're already looking at where almost all the players just won off the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that just shows me that they are already looking towards next season. Otherwise, you kick the extra point and you go into overtime and try to win that football game. Um, that was definitely them giving up. Uh, the Redskins still showed that they're here to play, even without J- uh, Jay Gruden. Um, but the Redskins, you're still kind of a loss for this year, too. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I uh, d- definitely agree. It'll be a while to see if the coaching change between uh, Bill Callahan has made a difference in for Jay Gruden. Um, Redskins, again, getting their first game, their first win of the season. But I am really high on Terry McLaurin. I really like the kid. Uh, definitely think he has some of the strongest hands in the NFL. Great route runner. Uh, big hopes for him having a great great career in Washington if he decides to stay there. He has five touchdowns in five games. Yeah. I mean just just electrifying stuff from that young from that young kid. Um but I definitely think that's the only high hopes that the Redskins have going for him right now. <laughs> that's why I question why not put in Dwayne Haskins, two Ohio yes. State products who guaranteed have chemistry already. And and I understand and I understand the not wanting to kill Haskins and the fact that Haskins, you know, he doesn't have anyone. He doesn't have protection. So you won't see Haskins at his best. But at the same point, you have one of the biggest quarterback drafts this year. This is a Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen type draft that you're going to see. So to me, in a way, you need to figure out who your quarterback is. Uh, you know, Jay Gruden, didn't, he wasn't a fan of Haskins. He didn't want to go with Haskins in the draft. So if Haskins is going to be your guy – then that's fine. Stick with it. You know, set him out for the year. Get some offensive linemen. Get some defensive pass rush players to really turn this Redskins teams around. But if you have a question mark there, why not play Haskins and decide that he needs to be – He, we need to know if you're going to be the guy or not right now. Yep, absolutely. And it's just a common trend that we've seen with a lot of these young quarterbacks. It's let them play. 
get them experience and actually let them propel themselves to be great quarterbacks in this league. And we're seeing it with Kyler Murray. We've seen it with Lamar Jackson. They gave him the opportunity last year. We've Mm -hmm. seen it with Carson Wentz. Dak Prescott showed some poise. Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Rosen, we don't know yet. Um, But give the kid a chance. Yeah, and I I definitely agree with you there. He's not going to turn things around for Washington – but he is going to do, let you know if he is the quarterback for the future or not. And I think that's the most important question right now for the Redskins because I don't think you're going to have Alex Smith coming back and playing for you anytime soon. Um, no, definitely not after that injury. And I definitely hope he does recover uh, from that, obviously. I, I hope he does too. I think Alex Smith could definitely be a great offensive coordinator or quarterback coach in the NFL. And that's one thing I am happy for Haskins is he will learn from Alex Smith, who is a great quarterback. But, um, I, you know, I hope it's the same with Ryan Shazier. I'm glad to see Ryan Shazier walking and enjoying life, but please don't ever touch football field ever again. Absolutely. Um, it's just for the well-being of the rest of your life. Exactly. Um, moving on to that, uh, to that game in London, the Panthers um, winning 37-26. to 26. Jameis Winston threw five interceptions, lost one or two fumbles, digging Tampa Bay in that hole. Um, is Jameis Winston one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL? Jameis Winston is probably one of the most up-and-down quarterbacks I think I have ever seen in NFL history. Um, it, it is seriously mind-boggling how one game this guy is on fire and the next game this guy is just throwing ducks up in the air like it's no other, like he was yeah. actually playing duck hunt or something. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's honestly become a trend for Jameis Winston. It's something that the Buccaneers probably should have assessed a long time ago, and they really need to start you know, looking at moving on from Jameis Winston and I'm really deeming him the nickname of Garbage Time Jameis, and that's it. All his stats are in garbage time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, that definitely in garbage time. The the Bucks will be on a bye this week. They come back and play Tennessee. Um, I think it's definitely time to hit the reset button, get your focus back in play. Again, this is a young team. They want to win. Um, I think you just got to take it drive by drive, and James Winston can't keep hurting this team in situations like that. Uh, going on to the positive aspect – um, Sunday's victory for the Panthers was definitely due to the defense. Um, seven sacks, five picks, and a fumble recovery. Um, this defense has – they have had 23 – has sat the quarterback 23 times in the past four games and the NFL number one with 27 sacks this season. Um, that That is just ast- astonishing to me because you don't have to have – Kyle Allen be the greatest quarterback out there when your defense is playing this good. And when Kyle Allen, when he's not shooting this team in the foot, you don't have to rush Cam Newton back either, who I don't think Cam Newton will even be the starting quarterback anymore. But it's a win-win situation. Uh, how, how great is this Panthers team right now? How much of a threat are they to the New Orleans Saints? I don't know if they're going to be as much of a threat as we're thinking they are, only because Kyle Allen obviously just does not have that much experience. But going off of the defensive front that you were talking about, the addition of Gerald McCoy 
was so huge for Luke Keekley in terms of helping him. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's taken this defense to the next level. It's given them a whole new aspect that they really haven't had, obviously, when they um, had Julius Peppers on the team. That's what Drew, uh, Gerald McCoy really throws back to this Carolina Panthers team. Um, and it's helping out their secondary a lot. It's made their defense look so much better all around. And it's the way that they're playing is helping their offense to a whole nother level. And they have Christian McCaffrey and it's, they really didn't even need help on offense. Yeah. And again, great win by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Definitely, definitely see that them having potential on offense. I want to see this offense get better each week with um, Curtis Samuel having a big game again, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Allen having no turnovers. Um, there definitely is no ceiling right now for the Panthers just because we still don't know how great they are. Um, bouncing into last night's Sunday night game, the Steelers winning 24 to 17 against the Chargers. Steelers run game finally come together and the best performance of the season that they've had. Another slow start for the Chargers losing their second game in the row. Um, who are you more um, – are you more impressed with the Steelers' win or are you more impressed with the Chargers' second slow start to second loss in a row? I think I'm more impressed with the Pittsburgh Steelers here because I've seen this season that I, I guess it just doesn't matter what quarterback they have. They're going to, you know, compete to win football games. Um They've just got the assets around them. They've had the offensive line, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, and their defense has actually been playing out of this world since the addition of Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, I think they actually make more of a case than the Cleveland Browns do to actually take a wild card spot because I still foresee the Ravens winning the AFC North. However, on the Chargers front, I I think we see who they really are. Phillip Rivers just looked like he's regressed so much. and trade Melvin Gordon, keep Austin Eckler. Yeah, that, and I, I, I definitely, definitely agree with you on that. I think Austin Eckler um, doesn't he doesn't have that big head mentality that I think we're starting to see out of Melvin Gordon now. Uh, the Steelers definitely setting up uh, rookie quarterback uh, Devlin Hodges great for success with the run on the ground that they had last night, getting James Conner and getting the clock on their side. But Phillip Rivers having turnovers twice that led to scores um seven turnovers in six games um i it, that's the thing i it's ever it's it's been since losing in the playoffs last year um with this Chargers team it just they just don't have an answer yet for the season nope not at all um huge obvious loss for their defense was derwin james um I don't know if he will be back this season. I want to say he will. Um, but I think that there's something that they should have assessed a while ago, going back to kind of like my previous statement about the Bucks, You need to start shopping for another quarterback for Phillip Rivers. And it's not that Phillip Rivers hasn't been an amazing quarterback in his entire career. He's just getting older. Yep. And, and I think the Chargers need to set themselves up for success is – by getting another quarterback, you can have him behind Phillip Rivers because Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers was one of the great quarterbacks that played alongside. He's in that era with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and, and Drew Brees. I mean, 
he is a great quarterback. So to have him mentor someone the way Brett Favre mentored Aaron Rodgers or Bledsoe mentoring Brady, I mean, this, this could set your team up for more success down the road to finally winning a Super Bowl. So I recommend that they trade Melvin Gordon to the Dolphins for Josh Rosen. Yes, and I, and again, I mean, we talked about this yesterday. I am very high on Josh Rosen. I would love to see him throwing touchdown passes to Keenan Allen. Like, it's nothing, uh, definitely. And, and the thing with Josh Rosen is he could definitely be learning a lot, not only from Phillip Rivers if he becomes um, – if he goes to the Chargers, but I feel he can learn lessons from Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has been on almost every NFL team. So uh, definitely, definitely would love to see Josh Rosen in a Chargers uniform. Um, moving into the game of the week, um, Texans beating the Chiefs 31 to 24. Um, Texans, the Texans offense uh, finally clicking for the second week in a row. Uh, the Chiefs' defense um, definitely couldn't stop me if I was running. Uh, they are <laughs> definitely one of the worst defenses I've seen in the league and is holding this Chiefs' teams back. Um, if you're the Chiefs, do you sit Patrick Mahomes next week to give him a rest on this ankle? If necessary, yeah. Um, but I don't know if it is necessary. I just – I think we kind of saw what we were – really expecting out of this football game between both of these teams, uh, as we were saying, a potential AFC championship matchup. Um, so we kind of figured it was going to be a tough game to the end. Uh, yes, we did see Houston edge out the Chiefs in this game. Great win by them. Deshaun Watson was doing things in the air and with his legs. But I think unless if Houston could get a higher seed than the Kansas City Chiefs, if they meet again, I think it's a different story. I think the Chiefs would actually have improved through season long, especially with the addition of Tyreek Hill, had two touchdowns yesterday. I believe that they would overcome the Houston Texans. with. If you flip-flop the score, I think that's about what would be right um, if it were to happen to be a playoff matchup. Yeah, and, and definitely, I mean, Deshaun Watson definitely playing like an MVP uh, we'll finally see him. Even drops from Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins yesterday uh, led to, I mean, depleted his stats that he could have had. But honestly, uh, tell me if I'm right or wrong here. As a Patriots fan, I kind of like what I saw yesterday in this game. Um, being an undefeated team and hoping that we do land the one seed, from what I saw, I don't think any of these teams, uh, the Texans, the Colts to me are a different story, but I don't see the Texans or the Chiefs coming into Foxborough and beating us to go to the Super Bowl. Am I? Do you agree with that statement, or am I? Am I putting too much pride into the Patriots right now? I don't think you're putting too much pride into the Patriots at all. Um, I definitely want to see New England's schedule get a little bit tougher, mm -hmm. um, which it will. But we've seen this year in and year out. New England has a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. And on top of it, their special teams is playing out of this world this season so far. Um, they really look like a different unit from last year, and it's actually mind-boggling. It really is. Uh, Josh Gordon is back full-time. Uh, 
don't know what his situation's looking like for the next week. Uh, but Julian Edelman is obviously still there. Um, and without adjustments between the Chiefs and the Texans, I don't foresee them being able to compete with New England. And, and, I, and I agree. I do think they're one year away. Um, I do see the Texans a little bit more with the playmaking ability that we saw from Deshaun Watson and that the fact that it wasn't just Deshaun Watson that we saw in that game yesterday. Carlos Hyde had a really amazing game, and so did that Texans defense. To it's me, it first seemed more yard- of – since 2017, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, and it was and it was fantastic to see. I think it was more yesterday of how bad the Chiefs' defense is because I feel the Chiefs had the defense last year. They win this game no problem against the Texans. So <laughs> yesterday, to me, it was hard to see if it was how bad is this Chiefs' defense really or is the Texans' offense rolling this strongly? So – I think we'll definitely learn the answer to my question this week when the Texans play the Indianapolis Colts, who are coming off a of bye week, who also beat the Chiefs, um, who will definitely be playing for that number one spot in the AFC South. But uh, I, I just wanted to get your, your question. I just want to get my question out um, about the Patriots. To me, the team that is the most threat to them right now is the Indianapolis Colts that I see in the AFC because of the offensive line with Jacoby Brissett making smart decisions and the defense, that front seven rolling. Um, So coming from Sunday, uh, we still have two undefeated teams of the New England Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, The Patriots going on to play the Jets. Is this – are these teams undefeated because of how good these defenses are being the number one and the number one two defense? More so than the Absolutely. Yeah, um, it definitely ties in with the offense because both of the offenses are playing rather well. Um, you need to to win football games because you can't just piggyback off the defense. Um, but the Niners are top two in every single stat except for yards and where they number six. Um, and I think it's the same case with New England in every single stat. Um, and it's mind-boggling, but it's, uh, we, we've seen season long. And I, I think we're going to continue to see this season long. Yeah, and I too, but I definitely think these defenses, um, I definitely think they're the best in the league. They're real. I mean, the Patriots secondary has been incredible this year as long as with the 49ers front seven and Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman has not fallen off. He is here. He is ready to compete every week, and I love that side of Richard Sherman that we get to see. Yep, I really – I can see it being a Super Bowl matchup, honestly, the Niners against the Patriots. Yeah, but again, you have the Patriots next week, Monday night against the Jets. Sunday, you will definitely see the 49ers going up against the Redskins. And now it's time to move on into our Monday night matchup. We have the Lions against the Packers, Matt Ryan against Aaron Rodgers. What are you expected to see out of this game, Ryan? Well, the Lions currently have a four-game winning streak against the Green Bay Packers, which is rather interesting to think about. Um, This game is in Lambeau, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And... I think this is actually going to be or need to be a statement game from both of these teams. So expected to be close. Um, 
these are two potential playoff teams. I still think Green Bay wins this division. Um, but don't sleep on the Detroit Lions tonight. I think they're going to go into Green Bay and stir some things up. Uh, they are just kind of covering all basics in terms of offense and defense, especially the defense led by Darius Slay Jr. Carry uh, mm-hmm. on Johnson's having a breakout year. Uh, Galladay's actually taking another step up as well. Um, but if the Green Bay Packers can continue to have the success they've had on the ground with Aaron Jones, that will obviously just help propel Aaron Rodgers. And we saw last week, he doesn't need Devontae Adams, and he's out again this week. So this is going to be a really close matchup. I probably take Green Bay 24 to 21. All right. Um, Green Bay 24 21. Definitely agree. Uh, Matt Patricia has definitely changed uh, the has definitely changed the Detroit Lions. They are playing great defense. He's developed the defense. Run first offense, I think, has taken pressure off of Matthew Stafford, um, who, again, is making great throws down the field. He is not – it's not the turnover machine that we used to see in. Uh, but then again, on the Packers, Matt LaFleur, I mean, this offense is rolling. Getting Aaron Jones involved first is opening things up for Ann Rodgers. Jimmy Graham is having a great game. Uh, Devontae Adams has not been cleared yet to play tonight. That's more in favor for the Detroit Lions. Uh, but again, I mean, this offense that the Packers have is the real deal. And then again, the Packers defense is playing. They played lights out since it's been one game against the Cowboys. But since that Eagles game, that is their only loss of the season. So this is definitely a great Monday night match, a division rivalry. We'd love to see these games. I'm excited for tonight. Um, this was my NFL lock of the week. I do have the Lions upsetting the Packers. The Packers are three and a half points um, over the Lions tonight. Uh, I definitely would not bet that spread. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, I think this is going to be a great defensive game. I think defense may win this game tonight with turnovers that lead to offensive scores. Uh, so I'm excited to see Matt Patricia against this offense that is rolling. Uh, Matt Patricia, again, coming from Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick's coaching staff. So I definitely think he is going to have some tricks up his sleeves tonight to kind of confuse this Packers offense. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm looking forward to a defensive battle, but with good quarterbacks that can make big plays happen down the field. This is your all-around great football game. But I am going to take the Lions. I am going to take them into a – 21-17 victory over the um, Green Bay Packers in Lambeau to become and secure that number one position in the NFC North, which everyone is fighting for a playoff spot in that division. So a lot to look forward to tonight, I think, Ryan. Absolutely. It's going to be a highlight reel, if anything. This game is going to be ecstatic. I'm very excited for it. Cannot wait for 820 to come around. Yes, uh, and again, we do have that. Um, we do have playoff baseball tonight too. So if you're not so much football fan, definitely tune us, tune in to that game. We will have the recap of Monday night and the MLB playoffs, uh, eight fifteen with that game tonight. Uh, next week on Thursday. We do have the Chiefs against the Broncos. Um, statement game for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to come out on fire. Definitely catch us on our next show talking about that game. Uh, so, 
we this is our first episode of Step Up with me and Ryan. So we are starting a new segment called Step Up. It's for players and coaches um, and all these that we need to see you step up this next week, take control. You should be up here, not down here. So step up, man. We want to see it. Ryan, who is your first person that you have for step up from this week going into next? So it, it's a real – it was a real tough choice for me. Um, I'm going to throw two options out there, but I'm going to more so lean on one. It was Marcus Mariota. The other one's a coach, Jason Garrett. But I'm leaning towards Marcus Mariota because they have all the necessary means on defense. They have good young receivers. A.J. Brown has been great this year. Derrick Henry really came into his own last year. Phenomenal this year. But Marcus Mariota, this is a situation where you need to step up and actually propel this team if you want to have a future in this league and get into the playoffs. Yeah, and I I definitely agree. And it's even being – if Marcus Mariota wants to be a starting quarterback in the league at this point, to me is what it seems. So I definitely agree with Marcus Mariota. Um, to me, I have I have a couple that I want to get to. So I'm going to let you talk about Jason Garrett after I give my first one. My first one that I want to see this week is the Eagles secondary. It's time for you to step up this week. We don't know if Amari Cooper will be starting but you need to be number one in this division because this is a takeaway game. You need this game over Dallas. You gave up 333 yards, four touchdowns to Kirk Cousins with one interception, which the interception shouldn't happen because it bounced right off of Stephon Diggs' face, which was a dime throw by Kirk Cousins, one of the first times we've ever seen that. So Eagle secondary, step up this week, make plays, make Gallup and Cobb if he plays and wait and fight for those passes. Um, you know the front seven is going to do their job. Please do yours this week. Get that win over the Cowboys. Um, go ahead and move into Jason Garrett. Let me hear what you have to say, Ryan. First off, well said about the Eagles secondary. Obviously, being an Eagles fan, I probably couldn't have said that any better myself. Step up, boys. <laughs> uh, going into Jason Garrett needing to step up. This one isn't so much about next week. Obviously, it's a divisional game. I'm going to take a little bit of favoritism here and say Philly does take that matchup. Doug Peterson said so himself, saying it again, as I did earlier. Um, But you need to step up and actually propel this Cowboys team if you want to be the head coach for this team. But what you're showing to me and probably the rest of this nation you really don't have the means to actually propel this team how they should be playing. Defense, on paper, fantastic. Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. I'm still really not that good of a believer in terms of Dak Prescott. But Jason Garrett lead this football team because the players are too young on offense to lead it themselves. Yep, you definitely need to step up, Jason, because you will not have a job in Dallas anymore. Um, my next shout-out for Step Up, Phillip Rivers. Man, you we have got to see if you still have it or not. You have a game against the Titans, which an offense is struggling, and that we need to see you step up. You have seven turnovers in six games. Don't want to see a turnover this game. Go out there. Get that win. This is not a bad Chargers team. It's time for you to turn things around for L.A. Step up, Phillip. I couldn't agree more with that. Philip Rivers just definitely seems like he's taking a backseat this year and is in a form of regression. I hate to see it, but step up, Philip. 
Uh, I do have one last one. Uh, my last step up. This is the step up champion to me of the week. Uh, definitely step up champion is going to go to Jerry Jones. Jerry, it is time for you to step up as an owner of a America's laughing stock, which is the Dallas Cowboys. You are not America's team anymore. Don't want to hear it said anymore. It's time for you to step in, get Jason Garrett the hell out of Dallas because you have a Super Bowl team that you have built. You just have a man who can't control the team, who, again, failed to make game plans, just like you said, Ryan. Jerry Jones, step up as an owner. Get this man out of there. Get your Super Bowl ring. Um, I want to see it. I'm a big Zeke fan. I know my boy Ryan doesn't want to see it as much. But it's time for you to step up as an owner, Jerry. Get this man out of Dallas. That I couldn't have said better myself. Jerry Jones, you do need to assess the situation with your team. Obviously, as much as I would much rather see uh, Bleeding Green Nation get another ring over the Cowboys, um, you need to step up and actually take the necessary means to make this team good again. Because it's not Jason Garrett. He's just not he's just not the fit. And it just it, it isn't. And it's just for now it's just showing more and more. I mean, it's showing more and more week in and week out. And I'm I'm at the point where I'm just gonna get sick to my stomach if I have to keep seeing it. So um thank you all for tuning in today to step up. We had a great show. Um we're looking forward to this Monday night game and the MLB playoffs. Uh next show, catch us. Um, talking about topics such as the Monday Night Football recap, um, the MLB recap of the Cardinals and Nationals tonight, as well as we have a Big Ten matchup this week with Penn State and Michigan in college football. And then also catch us on some NFL games. We have a great week of NFL football. We have the Seahawks and Ravens, um, Cowboys and Eagles, uh, Patriots and Jets. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely some great matchups this week. Saints and Bears. So uh, everyone enjoy their Monday night. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you again, Ryan. Always great doing this with you. As always. And I hope that everybody, including yourself, has a great listen, has a great rest of your Monday, and we will see you guys next time. All right. Thank you all.